Welcome to Load the Box. I can't say day late and a dollar short because there was no football game yesterday to cover. This is Will and that is Jordan. <clears throat> Welcome to Load the Box on Monday, January 23rd. We're officially in postseason mode now, Jordan. Postseason or maybe the better term would be offseason. And before we really get into too much of the uh, you know offseason speculation, what moves we think they should make, who needs to be signed, who needs to be cut, all that stuff, we wanted to take a minute take a step back and kind of celebrate the season that was and also, uh, you know, just kind of recap what we saw in 22 by doing our, not sure how annual this is, but we'll make it annual, um, awards segment. So Jordan, anything that you want to get us started with, any uh, any fun award you want to start the show with? Absolutely, absolutely. So this is annual. We do do this yearly. <laughs> um, I actually took up whittling a few years ago, and my plan was to whittle a little, like, load the box MVP award, and then I, like, cut my thumb and gave that up quickly. So um, that never came to fruition. But uh, the highest honor any Vikings player can receive is the load the box MVP. Absolutely. And also... Uh, there's a 0% chance anyone not named Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP this season. I just don't think it's going to happen. Nobody played well enough to knock him off, so I just don't think it's happening. Justin Jefferson will probably get Offensive Player of the Year, but we've got some MVPs, some offensive players, some defensive players to shout out. So let's start off Let's start off with a big one. I hate doing like a 0 all the way up to 100. Let's start at like 50, okay? Let's do best moment of the 2022 Minnesota Vikings season. I'll let you go. I think this is going to be more because we didn't give each other picks. So I think this is going to be more like one of us present an argument and the other one agree or disagree and then maybe maybe give a quick counter argument because I don't we don't yeah. want to spend too much time here. But By all what means, was your best this one, moment? This one's fun because there's so many, right? Um, I mean, you got 11 one-score games to pick from. You got the week one blowout over the Packers and – Jair Alexander looking confused and angry and you got the crazy comeback. You got the Buffalo game. You got the walk-off 61 yard field goal on Christmas. There's so many things you could choose from Shelly's interception. (laughs) (laughs) And yet the one that I am picking is the flight home from London. Oh no. The very first time that Kirk cousins donned a chain that set the tone for the entire season, Jordan. That swagger, that confidence, the team at that point cemented themselves in this sort of, we can win one score games. We have the swagger to do it. We love our quarterback. He can do it. He can lead us. I think that set the tone for the entire season. Am I nuts? So you're not nuts. I'm going to take, because the flight home was when he wore Darasol's chain and was laughing that it's fun. I want to raise you shirtless coco chains i think that was the peak of the coco chains and i do think that was the best moment of my season like especially if we're not talking about like the jefferson catch or the entire colts comeback um (laughs) like if we're talking about coco chains which i do think let's just give it to coco chains i think that can be moment that persona best moment because (laughs) it was every time we won on the road we all refreshed twitter and instagram until we finally got to see my personal favorite was shirtless cousins doing you know doing the little dad dance like that just go go getting after it and honestly to me changing my perception of cousins 
I thought he was a dad. That man could play Batman. And that is probably, you had the the, the Vikings will win as many games as Kirk Cousins has in receptions take, which is take mm-hmm. of the year, which is not in a world that we talked about. But I'm just going to give that to Will Goodwin right now. Take of the year is, is that aforementioned take. But uh, my take of the year is Kirk Cousins could play Batman. He is in that kind of shape. So I think Coco Chain's moment of the year is a good one. Are you okay with that? I, I love that. And also, I mean, he, uh, what did he say in the Pat McAfee show that week? Um, yes, Pat, I have always been absolutely strapped. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's, uh, that was so much, that, I'm glad you said that because I really thought it was going to go to like the Jefferson catch, but I think we're going to talk about Jefferson enough later. Which award would Plenty. you like to now? I guess, I guess you're the presenter for this award. Yes. Um, the presenter of the uh, the next award, I am going to let you choose the low moment of the year. The lowest moment of the year. Since we're going, I'm trying to keep entire games out of it and stick to like a play or, or, or like an incident or maybe like a series of incidents. Jair Alexander hitting the goodie on Justin Jefferson. That mm. was my lowest moment. Um that that one, my blood boiled, and I sent out a lot of very hateful, rage-filled tweets uh, when the Packers got eliminated the following week from playoff contention solely because Jair Alexander hit a goodie on Justin Jefferson. That was my lowest moment. Do you have a, a counter-argument? I mean, my I, I, I was going more broad, and I so I was actually thinking that game, the yeah. New Year's Day game in Lambeau. Um, you know, because it was the chance to end the Packers season, potentially end the Aaron Rodgers era, and we just got shellacked. And it, you know, it started with the the Jair gritty. So no, uh, no complaints here. All right, should we boo that one? I've kind of been doing golf claps, so like boo, yeah, boo, boo to Jair Alexander <laughs> Gooding on Justin Jefferson. That that was a stink moment. Um, let's talk about the rookies because I think that there's actually this one we might have a discussion about. Let's start on defense. Who is your defensive rookie of the year? So you know, I honestly didn't even realize we're going defensive rookie of the year, but you know, since we're here, I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm going to go with Brian Asamoa. I I want to go with Caleb Evans, but I think unfortunately his limited time on the field, you know, with the concussions and everything. Yeah. I think he's going to be a player. I just don't think um you know, now is now is uh quite quite the time to acknowledge his season cuz he only, you know, got a few snaps, but yeah. in the few snaps that Asamoa got, he uh he impressed enough where I think at least Vikings fans are excited to see what he can do in a, you know, every down linebacker role next year. Um, I mean, his moment of the year was the strip and recovery against the Giants on Christmas Eve. That was a big moment for him, a big play in that game. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see what he has to offer, and I think I'd have to give it to him. Who do you say? Uh, you will get no resistance from me on that. That was who I was kind of leaning. It was it was him or Caleb Evans. Uh, Andrew Booth didn't look good in the limited time that we saw him, and then and then he had an injury. Uh, Seen obviously had the the in, in season ending injury, so it really comes down to those two guys. Asamoah had that really epic moment of you know forcing the fumble and recovering it on the same play. So I think Asamoah would get that for offensive rookies. I really like. Jalen Naylor was a rookie, yes. So you could maybe make the case for him, but like the amount of snaps that 
that Ed Ingram played. I, I think he has to, even though he wasn't great and he wasn't really even good, yeah. I think Ed Ingram just kind of defaults into an offensive yeah. rookie of the year. Yeah, there weren't many rookies who actually got offensive snaps. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be a little bit, you know, just, you know, tongue-in-cheek here, but I'll give it to Ryan Wright. He wasn't actually an offensive player, obviously. That's, that's good. But he he did have a fourth-down conversion <laughs> pass to Jalen Naylor, and uh, I mean, I just wanted to acknowledge him because he was an outstanding addition to the team. I was very much on the record saying I didn't like the move when we signed him over um, Jordan Berry. I was concerned about the uh, potential inconsistencies in the punting and also the uh, lack of familiarity with holding with Joseph's field goals, yada, yada, yada. Turns out it wasn't an issue. Um, he was an outstanding punter. The only touchback he had this season is because Jalen Naylor dropped the ball and it went into the end zone. That was the only time he had a touchback. Um, I think he was ninth in the league in percentage of punts inside the 20. Um, just an absolute force of nature. Um, He's a outstanding season. Yeah, he was a great pickup and a... Yeah, a great a great addition to the I'm special excited. teams unit that surprised us. I don't want to say I'm excited about a punto moving forward, but it it is nice. It's one of those like you don't want to have a bad special teams unit on any piece of it. So yeah. it is nice that we have a pretty good punto. Um also mm-hmm. if there was a like just like a physical freak category, I, I think he would be in consideration just because it doesn't. I feel like I'm the only person that says this consistently. He is the same height and weight combination as Derrick Henry, but he punts the ball. It's just freaky. But yeah, I think that uh, Ryan Wright. I'm gonna. I, yeah, he's the offensive rookie of the year. It sucks that he didn't have a hundred percent completion percentage because we had that <laughs> stupid fake punt against the Colts. But it it, it is what it is. Uh, congratulations to Ryan Wright. All right, let's. Uh, oh wait, no, you're up. You're up. You're up to present. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Uh, I'll take it here. So. You know, we uh, we've talked about moments. We've talked about rookies. We also just let's get the obvious one out of the way. Who's the most valuable player for the 2022 Vikings? The uh, the most valuable player for the 2022 Minnesota Vikings is is obviously Justin Jefferson. I, I don't <laughs> think it can be debated. I, I it, this is load the boxes a wild, so it's not a quarterback only a wild. Uh, most. I mean, just start listing off the records. Most most catches in franchise history, most yards in franchise history. He's already carving out on in a season, in a not in a career, but a season, he will yeah. probably get the career records as long as he stays healthy. I mean, we are talking about a very very special player that we have, and he is young and he is he is healthy. Knock on wood, he can stay healthy. We are talking about somebody that's going to write his name all over Canton, Ohio. And this season was hopefully yeah. not his entire... If this is the best season we're ever going to see out of him, hopefully he can duplicate it. I don't think it is. I think that I think he left some on the table. I really do. Yep. I mean, and I, I, uh, no, no disagreement here. I, uh, I tweeted this out shortly after the season ended against Chicago that, you know, year one, he had 1,400 yards. Year two, he had just over 1,600 yards. This year, he had just over 1,800 yards. So next season, he's, you know, what, you know, on pace, if you will, to be uh, at the 2000, 2000 mark. So um, I think we're all excited to see where this guy goes. He's uh, he's impressive every time he steps on the football field. 
Yeah, I, I really like the uh, I like getting the MVP out of the way. This is one that I kind of came up with that I, I like. I sent you my list and I was like, oh, yeah, like moment and MVP and offensive and defensive player of the year. Um, let, let's let's get this out of the way. Bum of the year. Someone that was just an absolute bum. Somebody it's going to be on the defense. I don't think it's going to be an offensive player. Someone that every Vikings fan unanimously said, we hate this guy. This guy stinks. Get him off the team. It can't be Ed Donatel. I don't want to pile on the man. He already lost his job. He has been voted off the island. Who is the 2022 bum of the year, in your opinion? I could pick um, many. Um, <laughs> but for the sake of not... Yeah, not not t- stealing all the thunder and listing seven of them. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll take um, Jordan Hicks. I think he was someone that I was excited about, not because I thought that he was, you know, the next coming of Brian Urlacher or something, but had a great season with Arizona last year. He's worn the C on his chest before he won a Super Bowl with Philadelphia and he just didn't get it done. Um, Whether it was mental, whether it was physical, whether it was a combination, he just wasn't he wasn't up to the snuff that I, I would have liked. And I think the biggest complaint from me was he didn't, he, he was just slow. Um, and in some ways it's like, well, you know, linebackers age quickly. He's not exactly one of those like small, nimble Brian Asamoa looks like he could play safety type guys. Um, but getting out to the flat just looked like a chore. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could have picked Eric Hendricks too, but I just, I I have a hard time piling on one of the best defenders this team has had over the last decade. So um, yeah, Jordan Hicks for me. How about you? Who I, I, so I'm going to, I'm going to agree with you on Jordan Hicks. I am going to, because I, we, I don't think we've talked about it on the show since this, this stuff has happened. Um, Adam Thielen's wife, stop posting that your husband is unhappy in Minnesota. (laughs) I end up like, let him deal with that. And, and like, oh, I don't, I hate that she made that vocal because every GM saw that. And now like we might've been able to trade Adam Thielen for a fifth round pick and get his contract yeah. moved and do all of that. Not now. Cause now, you know, if he's unhappy, then that means a trade or a cut is, is coming. And I don't know, maybe it's just because maybe she's taking all of this heat from Vikings fans and a little bit from me um, because she may, I think it's, she's kind of taking the the brunt of the the hatred because it is the yeah. I think the end of the line for Adam Thielen and um so that's kind yeah. of a joke kind of a way for me to touch on a uh, on a kind of somber topic I'll pass it off to you for what I think will be our, our final award of the evening uh and and we'll conclude the well, Viking awards. I want to I want to do a couple here that I think or no just just one and then I'll let you do the players of the year because I think we're going to do offense defense okay. player of yeah, the yeah, year yeah. but we don't really need to do offense because it's Justin Jefferson, I think. But um, I wanted to ask you, uh, comeback player of the year. Did you have anybody for that? Oh, man. So comeback, it's supposed – this is the tricky part about comeback player of the year is it can't be somebody that, like, was bad and then, like, got good. And next season, I feel like it's obviously going to be Brian O'Neill. I'm already, like, penciling that in. I'm seeing if FanDuel will let me put a bet on that already, but I don't think they, they really, like – accept the the load the box a world show bets quite yet i don't think we're at that level so comeback player i'm trying to think of guys that got banged up and then came back and i'm having a hard time 
like off the top of my head. Do you have someone in mind? Well, so, I mean, I think it, it depends on how we want to define it. Right. And for me, in some ways, I was sort of just looking at it as like adversity and they overcame it and they had a good okay. year. Okay. Um, so, I mean, Duke the people Shelley. that I was thinking about Duke <laughs> Shelley. Yes. I was thinking about Garrett Bradbury That's because a good one. he was getting, you know, just piled on yes. in the off season. <laughs> and, you know, everyone was talking about cutting him, trading him, getting rid of him, getting JC Treader in here, even though he can't walk anymore. And, you know, he turned in a really good season, a really nice season for a guy, you know, going into free agency now where um, he wants to return to Minnesota. I don't know if the Vikings want him to return, but he had a good enough season to where if we brought him back next year, I wouldn't be mad about it. Um, which is saying something considering none of us wanted to see Garrett Bradbury even taking the field to begin yeah. the year. So um, I'm going to say Garrett Bradbury is correct. And I think there was a little bit of, of destiny for this pick because I've, I've decided to go with my, let me angle my camera down. Just the Jim Klein saucer, Jim Klein saucer, Jersey, my favorite Jersey that I own. I, but as I was going through my jerseys, deciding what to throw on over my hoodie tonight, I, I was this close to grabbing the Garrett Bradbury and slapping that on. And I was like, no, because like the numbers are kind of faded. It's kind because I wore it a lot his rookie season. And so I decided not to not to go that route. I, I think that's a good pick. I think that's a really good pick of somebody that has faced a lot of adversity and, and got to come back. So offensive player of the year, it's going to Justin Jefferson. If we're talking about the offense, it's him. Defensive player of the year. I want to nominate Duke Shelley. I think that that's fair, but I understand that, though, that he is probably my favorite Viking at this point, just because I love him. So, like, I don't know. Like, he's just he's just funny to me. But um, who would you who would who do you want to nominate for defensive player? It's hard because the defense was so bad, right? Yeah. Um, I think Patrick Peterson. Um, he was second team All Pro. I think he had five interceptions, the most in about seven or eight years for him. And I think the thing that I liked about him the most is just his confidence, his swagger, his trash talk, and how he kind of spoke things into existence. <laughs> like he basically told Isaiah Hodgins on, you know, New Year's Eve, and this didn't age very well considering how Hodgins just roasted him in the playoffs. But um, he basically told him, if you, if your quarterback keeps trying me, I'll, I'll pick it off. And sure enough, he did. Um, he also, you know, told Duke Shelley that he was getting a pick in week 18 and he did. So, um, just kind of love that. I think he's a great leader for the defense and kept things afloat, made some clutch plays. Um, so I think you can attest like two or three wins to him to like a two or, th two or yeah. three of our wins this season to Patrick Peterson, because he did have a couple of those key late interceptions for us. Mm -hmm. So I think Pat Pete is actually, I mean, Duke Shelley's a fun story and I hope that the Vikings yeah. do sign him and, and I hope he is in purple next season. I would like to see what he does on a better defense. Yeah. Um, other than just being a shiny pout of an overall toad, I want to see if he can be like, you know, yeah. uh, the diamond on a golden ring, if you want to say yeah. it that way. But Pat Pete, I think, is a really good one. And uh, I'll let you get any kind of final thoughts in. I mean, really, last thoughts. We've talked about this a lot. Um, it's a successful season. The players aren't going to look at it quite that way because they bowed out of the playoffs early. Um, but considering how bad the defense was, um, it's basically the start of a rebuild. You win 13 games. You got something to hang your hat on moving forward. Obviously, you would have liked to see improvement from the defense with this new coaching staff, but 
they're learning. I think they figured out quickly that this group and that coach wasn't going to make it work. So it's a successful season. You got a lot to learn from, a lot to grow from, and yeah, a lot to look forward to in the next season. Yeah, I 100% agree. And um, let's see, I'm trying to think of, you know, what uh, what I want to say. I think all I really have to say is is shop unified. Follow Will at Will Bad Lose. Check out the Bad Loser blog. Check out Vikings territory and uh, start tuning in because we have an interesting off season. And next week, you know, we'll be talking about quarterbacks and draft and moves that need to be made and all that kind of stuff and the salary cap. And this is when championships are won, people. So, uh, I mean, as always, I guess for the final time for the 2022 season. We will leave you with Skull, y'all.